My name is Jack, and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 68. It's Wednesday, the 13th of October, and the title of today's episode is Watching People Code for Hours. That's basically what I've been doing all day, and most of yesterday as well, is just watching people code. At the moment, my focus is the Stanford iOS Swift UI course, which has it's a series of lectures and, and it has 16 in it. And each one is about one to one and a half hours usually. Some of them are a bit longer, but uh, generally just that long. And um, today I did two of them. I found that normally I watch content on YouTube at 1.75 or 2x playback speed. And I tried to translate translate that over to the coding tutorials because I love the idea of just bulk content going into my brain, but I found that it just doesn't translate, unfortunately. It just doesn't. You have to stop and pause the video at, at times to try and read what's going on in the context of what's being spoken about to truly grasp what the person is explaining about their code and how it's working and, and why you have to write it in a certain way. So there's a lot of pausing going on, a lot of reading, a lot of just staring at the screen quietly by myself and then hitting that play button and off we go again. So I am actually playing back at 1.5x speed, but with the pausing and the stopping and the reading, overall, we're looking at a sub 1x playback speed. (laughs) And then factoring in breaks to go to the bathroom, get a get a cup of coffee or something like that, it is slow going. So I really, really want to find some ways that I can tune, tune this experience so I can speed up, um, speed up the progress and increase the efficiency of my learning. But ultimately, the, the discussion I wanted to talk about today, which, which is my current strategy, is to learn by watching others implementing code. In, in order to expose myself to as much code as possible in as many different contexts, contexts as possible. It's the only other way I can think of exposing myself to that amount of code with that amount of different contexts, contexts is uh, reading project code, reading like downloading projects from GitHub and reading through them. But the thing is, at my ability level, being junior, I don't understand what's going on. So it, it's just more useful to be on the, on the YouTube where I'm watching somebody who is explaining what they're doing as they're doing it because it gives so much more understanding to the overall context. And I, I'm, just, I'm finding that I'm learning a lot better that way. Coding along would be great, but I haven't really, I haven't done a lot of coding along and I'm, I'm a bit hesitant to try with these things because in a way, it's kind of inconvenient having the video and then minimizing the video and then opening a project. So it's better if you, have, if you have two screens. And I do actually have an iPad, which I can set up as a second screen. But sometimes I want to sit in my bed and watch the video. Sometimes I want to sit in my chair. And it's just a little bit, I guess, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's me just being a little bit fussy. Maybe I should just sit in my, on my desk all the time. And if I'm not on my desk, then I'm not working. Maybe that's the solution there. Yeah, there's always a solution. I'm going to find it. I'm going to, I'm going to look for solutions that can increase my, um, the effectiveness. I, I have 
still done my one. I actually didn't do it yesterday, but today I made sure I got my one line of code in. Uh, this morning I was doing an unwrap lesson from this from the app called Unwrap, which is an iOS app that helps you to learn Swift. And it's made by Paul Hudson from Hacking with Swift, who I'm now convinced is like the best at explaining things. <laughs> um, he, he built this app called Unwrap, and it has a very good sequence of uh, what would probably be like a chap, um, if you're looking at a table of contents in a book about Swift, and each chapter, I guess, is one lesson. But they're, they're very small, they're like bite size, like five minutes. And when I saw that, I scrolled through the entire curriculum in the app, and I saw the structure, how it's got written explanations with code examples, plus a little explainer video made by Paul, I decided that this is such a great beginner's tool. It's, it's really, it's, it is very well designed and very well laid out. And so I decided I'm going to commit to doing that. I'm going to commit to finishing the, the sequence in Unwrap. And I was doing one, one this morning about enums, and I wanted to test this, this idea out that wasn't covered in the actual lesson. But I thought, hey, hang on, what happens if you do this? And that was a perfect case for me to just open a playground and write it out myself. So that's my one line of code for today. And I have to say that I learned something from doing that. I was basically assigning a value to an enum case. And in Swift, Swift automatically assigns a sequence of values if you specify that the first one is, no, is the number one. Then the second one will be number two, so on and so forth, without you having to explain explicitly state that those are all the numbers for those are the related values for the case for the cases and I thought what happens if you go number one and then you explicitly state the number um, five for the second one and what it does is it does as you would expect for number one is num number one is one and number two is five and then number three is six and it just keeps going on like that so I just learned something something new by playing around in an Xcode playground, uh, which is generally just a good thing to do as I'm learning. I'm learning that you need to do that as often as possible, just to fiddle around, just to play around, tinker with the code. That is how you learn and really learn. That is how you truly grasp things for yourself and, and you take that knowledge and you own it. And it's by, by using it, by experience, experiencing it. So, I did, today, progress update, lecture seven, Stanford iOS, lecture eight, Stanford iOS, a lot of YouTube tutorials and playing around with enums in a playground, some lessons from the Unwrap app, and I did not work with Harry today. Harry's having some issues with his crypto investments at the moment, <laughs> and uh, doesn't sound very good. I'm, I'm probably not going to go too much into that. Uh, as that is a personal issue for Harry. But um, yeah, we did not work together today. But I did want to say that this gave me an idea for today's Jack's hack, which is that recently I've been working remotely with Harry. And before that, we were working together in person. We went to a popular cafe and we sat next to each other at different desks and we would just work together side by side. But when Harry went away over the weekend recently um, and he spent a couple of days uh, with his partner at a place called Ahmed. We worked remotely and I found that these remote sessions were very 
focused and effective. We put aside one hour and in each one of those sessions, one of them was actually two hours long, so <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, the, the, the focus was, was high rather than just being like sat next to each other. And the, and the reason is that we were both looking at the same screen and we were both working from the same screen in Miro while we were on a call together. So, um, I know it's kind of hard to explain until you experience it, but it's like, wow, this is actually a really great way to work. <laughs> there's, there's nothing around you distracting you. You know, the restaurant waiter or waitress is not coming up and like bothering you for, with the menu or, um, you know, someone that you recognize coming over and saying hi, which happens to me all the time and, and, to, and to Harry and to everyone here in Bali who's working remotely. Um, so, and that, none of that happens when you're at home. So the fo yeah, working remotely is maybe even better than working in person. Dare I say, dare I say, <laughs> so, uh, that's Jack's hack for today. Give it a go. If you haven't tried doing a, jumping on a Google meet or a zoom with someone that you're working with, um, yeah, give it a go. I've actually had. I've had the, the blessing of not having to work remotely since I've been here in Bali through the entire pandemic as a, the startup that I was working with formed here in Bali. And we, we, we hired the entire team from Bali of all the people who were left over in the ashes of the tourists leaving Bali when the pandemic struck. Um, <laughs> Uh, all of us stragglers banded together and we started a startup and we worked together for eight months. And um, so I didn't actually have this experience of like truly being part of a, like a high functioning team and doing that remotely. Uh, I did a little bit, but I kind of forgot that it's great. <laughs> it's really good. It's really effective. So that's it for today. Day 68. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.